Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee. We're glad you have joined us on July 8th of 2022. On this podcast, you'll hear real topics about real life. They cover everything from married sex to raising kids to loving your spouse so much that you're willing to forgive them for occasionally being the most annoying person in the world. Trey and Lee have raised four boys, been married over 30 years, and somehow still really like each other. And now, live from the metropolis of Childress, Texas, a place so flat you can watch your dog run away for three days. Here are your hosts for the Stronger Marriage Podcast, Trey and Lee Morgan. Hello, everybody. We are glad you joined us on this Wednesday. Yeah, you... uh... Still like each other after 37 after years? 30 what about today? Years. On this Wednesday, do you still like me today? <laughs> on this day, I do. Okay, I'm glad to hear yeah. that. That's always good. There, We've talked on our podcast in the past, kind of humorous, that we like, we love each other, or, bleh, we love each other even on days where we might not like each other very yes. well. So yes. it's good to both like and love on the same day. That is, that is right. When they coincide, it's a good day. It's a good day. That's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, we need to make a quick update on our last podcast where we were talking about a cancer scare. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you listened and have been waiting, we got back good news. It took about 10 days to do it, which was forever. Uh, I was a little stressed out thinking, why are they not calling? And they finally called and the surgery that I had got all the cancer. And so that's what we were praying for, was everything would be clear. We went back for a follow-up this past Monday. Uh, I asked the doctor what my follow-up is from the other cancer, and she said there is none, that we got it all, everything is good. So now we're just going to kind of keep an eye on things about every three months and see how things go. Yeah, good news. We are relieved uh, for sure, yes. So... uh, If uh, those of you who prayed for that uh, and clear surgery and borders, we thank you for those prayers. Yes, very much so. Thank you for those prayers. Talk about what we're going to cover today on the Stronger Marriage Podcast. Today we are talking friendships of the opposite sex. This is kind of a hot topic. Um, we've, We've done it once before. We've mentioned it several times in several episodes that we've done, but there's always a lot of listeners uh, when we do this topic. There are, and that tells you, anytime we have a lot of listeners, it tells you that uh, we have hit a kind of a, kind of a, a, a touchy subject. Uh, we threw something on Twitter the other day that just said, what would you like us to cover on our podcast? And the majority of votes were rules for friendships of the opposite sex. So, it's a it's a not a new thing, but it's a thing that needs to be covered regularly because a lot of marriages and a lot of couples kind of don't know the boundaries of kind of what how do we handle this? What should we do with this? Um, and so we're going to talk about some of those things today. We're going to tell you a little bit about our rules that we kind of have, and we want to be real careful about friendships with the opposite sex because those can be a blind spot in marriage. Yes, they they sneak up very very innocent. Uh very innocently usually. Uh you're not ever just seeking to find a friend of the opposite sex. It it just sneaks up on you. Yeah, we're going to talk in a little while about about 95% of affairs that take place today take place with someone that somebody was already friends with. Uh and so it's one of those things that most affairs come from 
a friendship that they have where they've started sharing some details of stuff that are going on and before you know it their friendship gets to be a little more than it should be and it turns into an emotional affair we're going to talk about that in a minute too but friendships with opposite sex and blind spots in marriages are are little things that can mess up your marriage that you don't see blind spots in a car are uh, i think i ask lee pretty regularly is anybody over there or am i clear that direction because sometimes you can't see very well and you know she'll go after the red car or whatever and so Friendships and opposite sex are kind of a blind spot, meaning you really need to talk about this. You really need to make some plans with this because sometimes you can't see it coming and you don't want to be T-boned in your marriage relationship for something you didn't prepare or plan on. One of the things that a lot of couples think is that it's just really not a big deal. Um, a lot of couples go, what's the big deal about friendships of the opposite sex? Um, every marriage needs some boundaries and some rules. And there's, there's kind of some warning signs on things that kind of tell you, hey, is my friendship with this person becoming too, too friendly? And some of those friendships that we might want to talk about, things are, that you don't want to ignore is, for example, if you find yourself consistently texting with someone of the opposite sex, and it's not strictly confined to necessity communication for work or other necessities. Meaning there are times Lee and I, we both text other people and go, hey, don't forget the meetings at nine or don't forget to pick this up, whatever. But we never text people of the opposite sex to go, how was your day? What have you been doing? Uh, tell me about what's going on in your world. And so if you are constantly texting someone of the opposite sex to just visit, I don't know that that's really a healthy thing for your marriage. No. Uh, that's one of those things that just sneaks up, it sneaks up on you, and it happens. Um, yeah, and so it, uh, don't ignore the warning signs. That's what we we are trying to get across to you is don't ignore them, and they because they are sneaky. Uh, if you're trying to arrange more meetings or together time than you need to. Uh, you know, if, if your friendship started at work and you're thinking, oh, uh, I want to work on that project or, you know, let's let me let's see if we can have lunch uh, during our, you know, meet up in the workroom for lunch or whatever. Uh, if you find yourself trying to do things like that with this person, um, if, if it's becoming intimate emotionally, if you're texting, calling, hanging out a lot. Um, yeah, that's yeah. just all those things are bad or things that you really need to be looking for, just kind of an unhealthy thing. Yeah. Um, we all understand where physical affairs come from, and that's physically touching someone uh, of the opposite sex that you're not married to, or the same sex. We can put it that way as well, uh, because in this day and age, sometimes we have to say those things. Uh, but emotional affairs is where we connect with a friend that really that friendship takes the place of something that we're supposed to do with our spouse. So if I started texting another woman and checking on her every day and asking how she's doing and we have long texting threads of communication and things about life and, and yet I don't do that with my wife, that's not a good thing. And if I've, we hear all the time and it is a real thing, emotional affairs where people find out, you know, my husband has been texting a coworker you know, a thousand times last month, or my wife has locked me out of her cell phone because she's texting a guy from work or somebody that she met. Uh, these are just as harmful and deadly 
as a physical affair and you have got to be so cautious with them. As we said earlier, 93 to 95% of affairs begin with a friendship. And, and so you may be looking at it right now going, oh, we're just friends, but is that going somewhere? You've got to be so cautious with that because sometimes that friendship turns into more than what it's supposed to be. That's right. And you know, when we talk about the intimacies, we've we've covered that a lot. You know, there's there's physical intimacy, there's emotional intimacy, there's spiritual intimacy, recreational intimacy. Uh, all of those intimacies, if you're doing that with somebody else, you know, that that creates uh, feelings for your spouse, you know, that you're you're sharing a part of you with somebody else that you should be sharing with your spouse and your spouse only. So, uh, you know, any of those things, if you're finding yourself being intimate in any of those areas with somebody else, it's a danger sign. Uh, if you find yourself thinking about that other person a lot to the point of being distracted when you're with your spouse, like you're, you're with your spouse, but you're thinking of the other person. Right. Um, if you're concerned about what that other person will think of you, will they like this outfit that I'm putting on, uh, you know, whatever it is, then, yeah. then you've gone too far. You're developing feelings. Yeah. If I'm putting on cologne every morning before work because a lady has said that she likes the way that it smells, yeah, you're really kind of going too far with mm -hmm. this. You need to be cautious with what you're trying to do to impress somebody that you're not married to. Yeah, you find yourself wanting to hang out with them because they make you feel good about yeah. yourself. You stop by their desk uh, to hang out, to visit, to whatever it is. You find out when their gym time is so you can spend time with them at the gym, whatever it is. Um you want to get together outside the context of your initial or primary connection, meaning maybe you see them at the gym and you ask them if they want to have coffee, or maybe you see them at work and you ask them, hey, um, do you want to catch lunch sometime? Those are blind spots, negative things that don't need to happen. You're looking for trouble when that happens. Yeah. Uh, if you find yourself hiding the details of your communication or time spent with this person from your spouse, uh, then you are, you're definitely, I mean, that's huge red flags, warning signs, buzzers going off everywhere when you start hiding things. Yeah. If, if we're asking one another about a, uh, how work was, well, it was good. I had lunch with a coworker or we worked on some stuff, but I don't want to tell you that it's a, a, a female and we had a two hour lunch and we didn't talk a whole lot about all the things that we were that actually work. working yeah. on. Uh, so those are all examples of things you need to be really cautious about. Uh, if if you, the, the, the nature of your communication with this person is, is becoming personal or intimate, meaning if you're talking about your marriage with them or their marriage with you, if you're talking about things that beyond work, um, that's not healthy. Don't share details uh, with other people about things that are going on in your marriage, especially problems. We'll talk about that in a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the, one of the biggest precursors, and that's, I'm actually jumping ahead. I'll just throw this out here, but one of the precursors of, of when, when they sat down and they said, all right, what can we see from all these people who had an affair? What is something they all did they shouldn't have done? And about 98% started sharing their marriage problems with someone of the opposite sex, meaning I just need a shoulder to cry on. And so would you listen to me about problems I'm having with my wife or a wife saying, would you listen to me about problems I'm having with my husband? Maybe you understand them because you're the same sex and it just turns into more mm -hmm. and that's not good. 
So let's talk about some things. I think we have seven or so yes. that are boundaries. Everything, every we need boundaries. Yeah, four things every every couple must do to keep boundaries with the opposite sex. Yeah, and there actually, I think I've boundaries. added more. I think there's more than there seven more here. Than, oh yeah, no, I think I've got seven have down seven. here. We yeah. have four, is what you have. Right? Uh, I haven't written down four, but I've added some oh, more, added baby. More. Okay, oh see? yeah, because it just I kept thinking of boundaries when that's I was what working happens on some when notes. I, that's what happens when I don't proof his notes. That's exactly yeah. right. So uh, let's talk about some of these boundaries. Okay. Don't be friends with anyone that your spouse does not feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. All right? No exceptions. No exceptions. And some people go, well, this is really, really dumb because we're just friends. Look, sometimes your spouse can see things that you can't. And if you are fighting for this friendship on the side that you have that's waving red flags in your spouse's face, it only makes you look more like you care for this friend than you do your spouse. And so if, if something comes along where your spouse says, I, I'm a little uncomfortable with your work friend, you may need to back it off. Um, there are just certain people that you need to be cautious about having friendships mm-hmm. with. Yeah, uh, your ex, uh, for sure. I mean, there's got to be some clear-cut boundaries here. If you've been previously married, mm-hmm. yeah, that... You don't need friendship with your ex. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen. I mean, you uh, yes, you need to be cordial. You need to get yes. along. Um, but you don't need to, to be, you know, texting each other all the time and just hanging out and being buddies. Um, you you did that when you were married, but you have a new buddy now. That's exactly <laughs> and right. And so, yes. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, old boyfriend, girlfriend, same thing there. Uh Anyone that your spouse sees as a flirt, yeah. if if your spouse, you know, you may not consider somebody flirty, but your spouse yeah. may go, that man was were, flirting with my wife, and, or and like, and you said it a while ago. Sometimes your spouse sees things sees things that you don't see. You may not have realized they were flirting with you, but your spouse can see that. Um, and when your spouse points it out, you need to you need to take them serious about it. Yeah, um, yeah. And under this point, can we just say? Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever social media you're using is not the place to look up your old high school flame, your old college sweetheart, whatever it is to reconnect with them. All you're doing is asking for trouble. Uh, Focus on what you've got, not what is behind in your past. So number two, don't share private details about your marriage with anyone of the opposite sex. We talked about this, but this doesn't hurt to repeat it because mm-hmm. people need to hear it. It is not your place to share details, private details of your marriage with people of the opposite sex. Can I say this? Unless it's like a mentor, a minister, a marriage counselor, a therapist, or someone along those lines. But when you go find the family friend of the opposite sex, you are just looking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are just headed down the wrong path, and that is not a good thing. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people think, well, they're the opposite sex, you know, so I need to talk to a man so that I can figure out, you know, maybe he'll give me some perspective on what my husband is thinking. Um, but it just, yeah, talk to, if there's a man you want to talk to, Fine, but you make sure his wife is there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be very, very cautious about that. Don't look to another couple that you would consider friends to talk to. Most all affairs happen with someone that you're already friends with, and it's just that simple. Number three, 
This one's a good one. Now, we've told you don't talk to someone else about your marriage. This is the opposite. Don't become the shoulder for someone of the opposite sex to cry on. Uh, if somebody comes to you and you think, you know, I've got a great marriage. I have got clear boundaries. You know, I, we're solid. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Somebody can come to you and need a shoulder to cry on. You need to hand them a tissue and walk away. Yeah. And that sounds cold hearted, but you can offer them uh, sympathy right then and there. It does not have to go any further than that. You can refer them to somebody else, a counselor, like, like Trey yeah. said, you refer them to a counselor, uh, you know, something like that. Um, but you don't have to be that shoulder to cry on. Not at all. Uh, if, if someone comes to you and says, can I talk to your husband and wife? That's one thing. But someone of the opposite sex talking to you alone is just looking for trouble. Yeah. Tell them, say, I am so sorry. I will pray for you and let me help you find someone who can help you better than we can. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a note we received a while back from an actual letter. Get this. We want to read it to you and uh, see if you catch the red flags in this. Let me read it. Yeah. Okay. So they said, what's the proper protocol for spouses when it comes to helping other people of the opposite sex with problems? especially problems of the marital variety. Sadly, my brother and his wife are in the process of divorcing. My sister-in-law called my husband the other night to see if he would meet with her to provide counseling and advice. I think this crosses the line. She should be discussing her problems with another woman, not my husband. He, on the other hand, feels that he might be able to help in some way. What do you think? That's kind of what I, what I said a while ago. You know, she's wanting a man's perspective, but... I mean, what I think is exactly what I said. If, if she wants to talk to him, fine, but they both need to, the husband and the wife need to be That's there actually, together. Yes, yes. And so what's taking place here is a sister-in-law should have asked a husband and a wife, mm -hmm. and a husband should have said, no, I am not going to my sister-in-law's without my wife. Without my wife. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this was just an example of, this was, a you know, may not have ever happened, anything happened here, but all we're saying is, yeah, a line was crossed. Uh, a border was was pushed out that should have been considered uh, because he should have gone, no, I am not going over there by myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, that leads us to number four, which I really was ready to talk about right there, but we'll, mm -hmm. we'll go ahead and you read that one. Yeah, so, so don't be alone with a person of the opposite sex outside of work um, unless you and your spouse agree ahead of time. Sometimes you do have to work with somebody Sure. Uh, you know, the, um, the desk next to you or sometimes, you know, whatever. But don't ever arrange for meetings, you know, outside of that unless you and your spouse agree ahead of time. Yeah, where there's a situation where you're going to be alone with someone. Uh, and so be cautious about that. And, and I'll give you a couple of examples. There have been times um, where I've got a call late at night and somebody said, I need to talk to someone like right now, like right this minute. And uh, if you'll remember, I replied, I didn't know this person. And I said, where are you? And she said, here's my house number. Here's my apartment number. I'm a home alone at this time. And I said, my wife and I can come. And she said, I don't want your wife to come. I just want to talk to you. And I said, if my wife doesn't come, I'm not coming either. Mm -hmm. And she finally gave in and said, that would be fine if y'all come together. Mm -hmm. But the point was, was I was not going to go over to somebody's house, somebody I didn't know, didn't know where I was going, what I was doing without uh, taking you with me. And that was just a smart yes. way of saying I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where 
Somebody could accuse me of something. Right. You know, you know, anything. Somebody could look up and go, hey, I know that lady. Why was Trey's pickup at her house at mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night? Yeah. You know, and so I'm not going to put myself in a situation to where something may hurt my marriage. I've worked too hard on my marriage to hurt my marriage. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm trying to see where we are here. Oh, you're checking <laughs> notes, aren't you? So what you want to do is uh, if you're going to meet with people, have somebody there with you. Yeah. Uh, hanging out is the same way, meaning, hey, maybe an old friend comes through town and says, would love to see you. Uh, always include your spouse. Uh, we've got a workshop this weekend in Abilene, Texas. we got some folks probably signed up that may be listening. We're excited about that. I've got a sweet lady that I have known since she was a little bitty girl. And she said, you got any time to get together? And I said, let me check and see if my wife and I do. Because I... I wanted to make sure she understood that although she may not have a connection with you and she knows Mm -hmm. me from camp, it's going to include my wife and I. Yes. And so those are just, if I'm going to hang out with someone that's the opposite sex, I'm going to include my wife. Uh, And that's just common sense. Yep. Number six. Never flirt with other people other than your spouse. I mean, that's just... That's common sense. That's just common sense. But we want to throw that out there because some people think that's no big deal. I'm just saying, hey, be cautious about that. We are... Uh, don't send messages that can be construed as flirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, be cautious about text messages. Um, sometimes we message other people and we include each other in a little group message uh, because sometimes we have to text something about how are you, what's going on, is there anything that I can do for you, and we'll throw one another in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just good, healthy boundaries. It is. And let me just throw this out there because... There are some personality types that are just very, very friendly, very complimentary. You're one of those. Mm-hmm. You, you're just, you're touchy. You touch people when you talk to them. You smile. You compliment them. And I have to remind you sometimes that with single ladies, you need to sometimes cool it because they may take they that, may take that yep. as it as. Oh, he he likes me. He was flirting with me when that is just that is totally your personality. That's how you greet everybody. But you have to be careful with who you act that way with. Yes. Yes. So if you are that kind of person that's just naturally friendly to everybody, be careful because there are people out there that can just take it the wrong way. It is. And that's why you don't want to have anything misconstrued as being flirty or interested or anything else. And so that is true. That is true. Lastly, and this is really good, we do this. We think it's good in every marriage. We share passwords with one another on social media. We share passwords on our cell phones. Um, we think that there's accountability in that, meaning... Lee is welcome to look at my phone, and I can pick her phone up anytime I want to look at something or check something. Uh, not that we're checking on one another, but uh, there are times where my phone goes off and I say, uh, hey, would you see who that is trying to get a hold of me? And I want her to know she is welcome to look at whatever text it is, that I'm not hiding anything from her. She is not hiding anything from me. And Sometimes if you sent me a text message, a lot of times she's the one that answers because I may be driving at the time, and I'll tell her, answer this. Uh, But uh, accountability is found in not hiding things on your phones from one another, not locking your spouse out of your phone, because that is a huge issue with the friends of the opposite sex, because 
uh, phones are such an area where you can build a friendship and hide it from your spouse. Uh, there have been people that go as far as not just deleting text messages, but changing someone of the opposite sex that they are having an emotional affair with to, to a fake name of someone of the, the same sex so that their spouse looks down and goes, I don't know who Bob is, but he's just texting some guy named Bob when it's really some girl right. named Sarah. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, it's just, it's a real thing. Yeah. Don't get yourself to that position. That's not a healthy area to be in. And while sometimes these are just some, you may look at these and go, this is just common sense. It is, but sometimes we, we need to be reminded of some simple common sense things. That's right. You know, and we, we talk about all the time in marriage, you need to be spending time with each other. You need to be spending time with your spouse because that's how you grow your friendship. That's how you grow in communication. That's how you grow in intimacy. And, and it's just common sense that if you're spending time with somebody else, you're growing all of those things with somebody other than your spouse. Uh, romantic relationships usually come out of recreational activities and intimate conversations. Uh, so if you're spending more time having fun with a friend, uh, then know that that can easily lead to something more. Oh, that's a good point. That is a good point. All these things are common sense things that need to be replayed and reminded. I, I need to hear these things on a regular basis. Uh, I need to be reminded of things like this all the time. My marriage is too valuable for me to let my guard down in some blind spot catch me and T-bone me in the side because I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. And we have to be cautious in our marriages. And the worst thing we can do is come along going, ah, it's just a friend. You're making way too big a deal out of it because we want to be very cautious about friendships of opposite sex. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if, if your spouse points something out and you're fighting them on it, you're just raising more red flags because your spouse should be the most important person in your world and more important than a friendship that you've built. And so you should be able to cool it with that friendship uh, and put your spouse first. Yep, that is exactly right. Whew, this was a tough topic, but yes. it needed to be said. This yes. is not ever anything I sit down and go, let's tell people about emotional affairs but uh, yeah it needs to be said we talk about this in detail in our workshops yes so if you're coming to Abilene this weekend we're going to talk about this in a little bit more next month we're going to Franklin Tennessee and that's going to be fun it's going to be a special event it actually takes place at a hotel and so if you've been thinking about flying in for a workshop Fly into Nashville. Mm -hmm. Franklin, Tennessee is just a few miles outside of Nashville. It is a beautiful place. Oh, we, have, we place. love yes. touring and seeing stuff. and yeah. So much to do. So much history. Uh, you know, so, yeah, make it, make it a getaway. Spend a couple of extra days in the area. Do some fun things. Uh, yeah. Strengthen your marriage. There yeah. is no child care. This is one of those weekends where you come without yes. your kiddos. And spend a weekend in a hotel. Hang out with us and bless your marriage. What an awesome way. You go, where do I find more info about that? Website, trayandlee.com. It's on there. It's in Franklin, Tennessee. Get signed up for that. Anything else? Man, I think we've covered it. We're going to Abilene Saturday. Did Abilene you mention Saturday. that? Abilene Saturday. Okay. I, I said that twice. <laughs> <laughs> well. We said it three times. Okay. Hey, we'll be Come back. Abilene. We will be back in uh, two weeks. Every two weeks we are podcasting. Thank you for listening. And we are honored that you take time to listen to this podcast. Bye, guys. See you next time.